and welcome to Father Phonic, the only show on the web where you can listen to two brothers tortured or out-of-touch father with modern music. Every week, the brothers Rosilio pick out a new-ish release on their radar and submit it for approval to their dear, dear, dear old pops, himself a massive music fan. Will he love it? Will he hate it? Will his ears someday resign in protest? That's what the show is all about. I'm Tommy Rosilio. I'm Jimmy Rosilio. I'm Anthony Rosilio, here with my progeny. Because uh, I wanted to, I used the word spawn last week, so I said <laughs> progeny. I thought we were going to talk about Christmas cookies, um, because Tommy and I are making some later, mm-hmm. but I guess we're just going to talk about this album. We're making chocolate chip. Do you want to make peanut butter? I think that's a good option, as long as it can stay gluten-free. Yes. And it's weird you call us your progeny, because I came into this recording thinking you were one of the brothers this time. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of <laughs> confusing. Yes, but we will, I guess, talk about this album and not talk about Christmas cookies. We could talk about Christmas cookies. What's your favorite kind, Jimmy? Ginger snaps? Uh, I'm a boy that's all about sugar. I enjoy sugar cookies. Yeah, I do enjoy shoveling mounds of sugar into my mouth as well. Yeah, all sugar, no cookie. But tell us about the this week's album, Jimmy. Our album this week is Little Dominique's Nosebleed by Koreatown Advi. This was an album that I went completely blind into, and I think this is the first one that I did go completely blind into. This, I, I just saw that it was getting buzz, and so I figured we should do it, because I figured we need to uh, listen to a rap album pretty soon. And uh, it released on Stone's Throw Records. They have some good releases, so yeah. So that's all I have to say about this one. Oh, you don't have any like background on the artist, or? Um, not too much. He's I saw that he's um, been around for a bit, but um, the last two were released on Stone's Throw, so yeah. Yeah, I know he um, produces a lot as well. Like he does his own like uh, beats and stuff, and he has like instrumental albums as well. And he's also made a collaborative album with uh, the late great Ross G. So yeah, check that one out. I think it's from 2015 or something. But um, yeah, let's just get straight into this, Dad. What did you think? Um, I didn't mean to say um, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It had to me a De La Soul. Prince Paul, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you? Was that- I said. I said <laughs> either. I said either Prince Paul or a tribe called Quest. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, there's no way he's not going to say one of these two. For our new listeners, uh, just to explain. Uh, so since we all know each other so well, we've grown up with each other. We know what our dad likes and his dislikes, and he knows what we love to complain about. We have this little bit on our show where we try to guess what the other. A person is going to say whether it be descriptors or artist comparisons or just you know whatever so yeah we're gonna keep a running tally and see who gets points and knows each other the best throughout the whole series so it has a sort of a de la soul prince paul type vibe to it with some far side mixed in right so that's sort of the west coast in fact he even name checks far side like in a, in a lyric it's fun, and it's the type of album that I say that I like it, and it makes me feel cool. That's <laughs> Dorka Mundo. But it's more of the songs and not the album as a whole. It, it doesn't feel as cohesive um, as I, I like think it should be. Like, the sum are worth more than the whole of the part. Like, how does that, what's that? Um, say the part of the, the sum with the whole. The whole is less than the sum of parts. Yes, oh yes. God. The trees of the forest. <laughs> yes. And the, May they run together. Lesser so, than the sum of its parts. Yes, 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 that too. It has a few songs that are also out of place on the album that feel odd. Um, but it's like an album that's teeming with 
early 90s references, right? Mm. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the L.A. Riots, which you guys maybe didn't pick up on. And I Death was there. I was there. Yeah, no, he, 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 he was. He was eight years old because he said he was born in 84. And then he also name checks Ice Cube's album, Death Certificate, Death Certificate, which came out in 92. And then it's interesting how the story of the accidents are sort of weaved through. It's like skits are interspersed within songs. I liked it. You know, the, the samples, the rhyming style or something are like, I don't really, you know, I would have to say this is probably the first time with the exception of the Doom album and the, um, hey, who are those? Uh, what's their names? Every Hero Has a Villain. Oh, Zarface. Uh, what's that? Zarface. This is probably the first rap album I've listened to since Zarface. I haven't listened to a ton of rap albums through Back to Front lately right so i'm an old school hip-hop head and some well of stuff. you just hit two of mine i oh. said old school and hip-hop head oh no <laughs> jimmy that's way too easy for this one oh, no oh. cheap shots my dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> but i liked it i liked his style some of this you know the subject matter was completely it was off kilter it was nutty it was like skits in the middle but it was it was humorous and it was also thought provoking, and like I that gave that mix, I enjoyed. It had me like I said, had me laugh. It had me go hmm. Um, and ha- some of it was like had me go. I don't know what this is about, but anyway. Did you put your hand on your chin when you said hmm like this? <laughs> I did. I did like the meme hmm, hmm. You know, or the, the emoji. It was definitely <laughs> something <laughs> old man. That's well, old man emoji. <laughs> you know that the that emojis emojis <laughs> so. It was something that I would I would come back, I would listen to it, I would recommend it to people who maybe hadn't listened to um, a ton of hip hop lately that are like discouraged with hip hop because they think because unfortunately for me now, hip hop or rap has a certain disgust. It makes me even sound even more old and decrepit. To me, I associate a certain sound and this is not it. Like this this sound, I'm like, oh, this is a sound I like. Mm, definitely. So okay. Um, and I'll talk more about it after, but I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. James. Next. I'm surprised that you said that the sum was less, uh, that the whole was less than the sum of its parts. <laughs> the okay. sum of the whole was the parts in the middle and they added together. The whole was less than the sum of its parts. There you go. That's the phrase. Period. Send it in. It's okay. a synecdoche. Okay. Um, because I think that this album definitely makes more sense as an album aside from a few tracks here and there. That being said, I do agree that some of it isn't cohesive, and there are some songs that I think don't necessarily fit in. I, but I do think that the storytelling elements in this song, and all the songs that are storytelling, are really, really good and really stand out. They are my favorites on this album by far. I'm not too huge of a fan of people being like blatantly like inspirational in rap. So that was like the only really drawback. I usually like when the inspiration is kind of implied or like can be taken from what they're talking about not just straight up talking about it so that was the only drawback for me but i also thought this was a a really good release yeah i think i'm somewhere in between you two this time Mm. actually so the first half of this album i thought was extremely not not well not extremely inconsistent but a little inconsistent there were so many tracks that kind of blended together for me and in general, across this whole album, one big issue I had with it 
um, was that I don't know if he's the most interesting rapper alive. Like, he kind of faded into the background on quite a few of the songs. Um, not lyrically speaking, I'm talking more about his flow. I think he was always very witty. I think he always touched on these topics with, like, uh, a fair amount of, like, you know, truth. But, um, yeah, for the most for the most part, I was like, uh, he's not really sticking out like I want him to. And there, it's not like he's not doing anything interesting with his flow. He's switching it up a lot. Um, so something about it just didn't totally click for me. Um, but then the, the, you know, the last half of this album is really solid and consistent. I feel like he came through pretty well with the concept he wanted to deliver on uh and to, to your point about like the motivational sort of subject matter he touches on in songs like lab of luxury although we'll dive more into that later i i never felt like he overplayed that um it usually comes off corny for me as well but i i feel like throughout the whole album he's he's just cynical enough about his past and like where he is right now that it never feels like totally like oh everything's great etc um and one other thing i want to mention is that he's basically like rapping alone there's not that many different featured hip-hop artists that come in and do a verse and he, he carries it more or less pretty well the whole time even if i feel like sometimes he has a tendency to disappear what's so, so, wait a minute so what's an inspirational hip-hopper like dj college that's a joke that's a <laughs> no. like is he like all positive i don't you know i don't even like is he's, he like he's more like bombastic i would say like logic does he like does, yeah that's who i was gonna go for yeah logic is probably hobson oh man let's not talk about it and yeah who are, are these who, who these are statesmen of the hip-hop game at the moment these are all people that are viewed like not all of, like the more I don't. I hate to say pretentious, but well, they think they're very high-minded lyrical geniuses who have something to say and a message to give out to the their fans and, and basically the, tell them how to live their lives. And generally, the, the message takes priority over having that great of a rhyme scheme or flow. I'd say. Yeah, and then generally they have a t they just have a tendency to like never question themselves either, which is yeah. just never really comes off as authentic and they're trying to project this like image of themselves that's not actually real which is against the fundamental tenets of hip-hop so now keep when it I, when I say oh, oh. when i say um did the man who invented college go to college <laughs> hmm i don't think so i'm referencing hobson that's that's a hobson line he's so a, that gives you a good idea of who he is he's a spiritual miracle all right but yeah, they're, they're a dime a dozen at the moment. Uh, usually they worship Eminem, and they're loved by white kids everywhere. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. I always had to ask about, like, yeah, that and more about, like, this. Do you guys know anything more about this, about Koreatown Oddity? Like, it seems like neither of you know a ton, ton about him. Um, no. He's been around for, like, what, the past five, ten years? Um, that's as much as I know. He's made, like, five full albums and then, like, a ton of mixtapes. I can give some context about the LA riots, though. And I was watching an episode of Anthony Bourdain, parts I know, not too long ago. And he was speaking about how uh, badly the LA riots impacted Koreatown. And that yeah. might have been, a, like, a major sort of foundational aspect to, you know, Koreatown Oddity's perspective. Because, obviously... He grew up there. He named himself after the town. He obviously loves it. But yeah, that was like a majorly impacted part of the city was Koreatown in LA. Like everything got destroyed. People were looting. It was it was really rough. And only in like the past 
10, 20 years have they really come back and, uh, you know, founded the culture? Yeah, it's, it's, he even mentions that. So he mentions he's eight, he's, he was born in 84, right? Yeah. So he mentioned the Korea, the, the, the LA riots were in 92. So he mentions he had videotapes and he was there when it happened. So it, it's sort of, you know, the album is sort of, I feel like a little bit of journey through his childhood and the things that, that happened to him. And, and like I said, it's not, I don't think it's overly inspirational. I just don't know about these inspirational rappers. It just, <laughs> I don't know about these inspirational rappers, everybody. He's, he's nowhere near as bad as any of them. Oh, okay, okay. No, but right. it's just still not my favorite thing is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, all right. We can go to the track. Sorry, yeah. sorry for that no, dalliance, it's, everyone. It's I, I have to, I need some context occasionally on these things. No, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Plus I feel like it's a pretty important part of like what he's saying on this album anyway, so. All right, all right. But yeah. I want to talk about Little Dominique's Nosebleed Part 1 and 2. Mm. These are I these are probably the best the best moment on this album is on Little Dominique's Nosebleed Part 1. When he says everyone's an infant? No, that's that's in That was a great punchline though. Um that's in the first track, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's the first track, not sorry. No, he yeah. said he said find me one man who wasn't born an infant. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I love But it's when He's rapping what his mom said, and his mom is kind of his mom's voice is like layered over him. I think that's a really great moment, and especially as his mom's voice is very clear and done by an actress, but all the people that are around are like spectators are samples or made to sound like samples. Mm-hmm. That way, it shows that those parts are very hazy, while the people that he's known and like interaction that he remembers like well are more clear i love that and it's all definitely as i said very cinematic it's very good and and you were talking about the skits in the album well i think that's what makes it better is like a full album listen i think it definitely it definitely really suits this album and it definitely is a strength of the album but that doesn't make it a weakness in my opinion yeah, I love the Richard Pryor in that in that second <laughs> track. There's a Richard Pryor sample. That's that's great, right? Uh, yeah, uh, where he talks about like the only way you're gonna get an ambulance in the ghetto is if as you if know, you say uh, a white woman's being, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so it's a it's a great sample. It's it's from the same album. It's it's from the same stand up. I think where that Nas and um, a Kanye sample on Cop Shot the Kid, right? It's, yeah, that track that track is is great. Um, and like I said, it, the the samples are really good, and the storytelling aspect of it's really good. It's it's definitely it's definitely a high point. Sorry, yeah, what makes the what makes the story really work on this and the second part really work is that he begins this song really innocently, just reflecting, reminiscing on his past, um, which is just suddenly interrupted by this you know car crash sample and these like haunted house electronics yes, yeah like uh with richard Pryor's voice just like echoing out into the nether which is like a big difference from the first part of the track which is like oh all these overlooking uh, overlapping vocals between um, featured artist uh sudan archives and the sample um and then it sort of transitions into like this really sort of off kilter angular piano beat that like is really eerie and like underlines like how these sort of situations can just come out of nowhere and impact your life in such a way. And then he ha- of course has that sample of we were, you guys are just talking about of his mom just screaming desperately 
for somebody to help her child. And that's kind of like, you know, the foundation of the whole thematic point of the album is like, oh, you're, you're screwed over because you're, when you're black, because your parents can't afford like health insurance if you're in this part of, you know, town. Yeah, that's a really good sort of thesis statement for the album. Yeah, and on repeated listen, you definitely notice the instrumental going behind that sample. Because I remember the first time I was just listening to the sample on repeated, it's, you really realize that, well, that's like, like this, the instrumental yeah. behind it is really crazy. And it doesn't go heavy-handed by making it eerie throughout as if... Mm-hmm. But in the few car crashes that I've been into... <laughs> in the few car crashes that Jimmy's caused. Yeah. Oh, no. It was been in, yeah. Yeah, it actually also involved a U-turn, like the one this album. We were having a great day. We were just laughing and talking. And then, bam, and it completely changes everything. And I think mm-hmm. that this that the song does that really well. Also, what it does great to, to show the, that that's the through line of the album, that that's like the centerpiece, those two songs, is that words like Napoleon and the corn of the cop that he mentions. <laughs> yeah, the elote. With yeah. The, um, and Napo- and uh, Neapo- Neapolitan. Neapolitan. That's I on know. the second one, right? Like little words and phrases like that are brought up, are brought up throughout the album to show how, how these small things can affect your life in very small ways and in very large ways as well. It just does a really good job at all that too. Yeah. Which is also why I think it works really well as an album as a whole. When he starts talking about Napoleon and, and um, a girl once told me life ain't that deep, it, you might not know why he's talking about specifically Napoleon. Yeah, no, I know. I, I caught that because so. you know, he couldn't yeah. say Napoleon. Yeah, if you didn't, and so if you didn't know know about that in the other songs, you wouldn't really get all like that part of the message. So yeah, it does demand really in-depth listening. Um, so yeah, let's just quickly jive on over to part two. Um, this one's a lot shorter and it kind of um, doesn't transition at all. It sort of stays on the same thing the whole time. Yeah, except for of, when he, except ex- for after the car crash. After the car yeah, crash, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, he, he's like, I love so, that he's one. sort that of in like great. a, he's sort of like in, you know how it, well, not many of us have been hit by a car here, I don't think, but. I've been hit by several. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you, uh, no, you hit your, you hit your chin on the uh, on the on the pool deck. That was bad. Enough. That was fun. Right. But yeah, he's sort of in this like literally la la land as he's sort of yeah yeah I don't know. You feel like he's hit and like he's getting you think he's hit and then he's and then he's thrust through the air and then he he thuds down like, landing. And he says that didn't hurt at all. Yeah, and you feel like he's spinning, and his leg is like twisted, like mm. severely, and he's like, "Oh, what is going on? Uh, I'm not sure." So and some samples like come in the back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what's great about that um, song too is like the first part is like this really chaotic jazz beat with all these flute lines and trumpet lines coming in and out. Yeah. Like that's the moment of impact. Yeah, everything just goes totally to shit um and what did you guys think of the buddha part at the end the pray to buddha oh yeah yeah i didn't know yeah. about that <laughs> i didn't get if that was something that was like i he, think it was just showing hysteria like we need help you know all that well oh, i thought maybe it was him after like oh yeah yeah afterwards like getting some sort of religion like oh i better i i need to do something to pray like this is my second accident i need to find i need to find a way yeah you need to like make a change yeah i need yeah. to change or i've got to find peace or i've somehow i'm i'm living under i'm living under a cloud or like maybe if i find buddha so, yeah anyway. yeah 
It was uh, just praying to anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like it, even Buddha. <laughs> yeah. Or even that horse. Yeah. But or like or that golden lamb. No. <laughs> I don't know what. People. Basically, everything seems great as a kid. Do you get hit by a car and your parents can't pay for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get hit by a car twice, right? So. Yeah, those are those are pretty much like the foundation foundations of the album. The first one comes near the beginning. Second one comes like exactly halfway through. Yeah. The rest of the album sort of spirals out into all these different themes and topics, uh, including like his nostalgia for his past, but like mm -hmm. how he shouldn't really have it. Um, trying to live in the now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's get into some of those. I I like the first track, and though I know you boys may be offended by the first track, I I don't know if you know why you're offended but you probably do being these liberal snowflakes that you two are here in this day and age but bill cosby is sampled on this track and i know that you know bill cosby doesn't have a good reputation so you probably are offended by the fact that bill cosby is on here were you Boom, pop! <laughs> yeah, so when he's like giant squids and snakes and spiders that's bill cosby uh, uh but i i really i really like that song it, it sets the tone for the album it sort of takes you for a little bit of a loop the samples are excellent in the um the singing the notes uh the feature yeah the feet excuse me thank you guys you guys know what the, i i still like oh someone's guest starring on this record um <laughs> the feature yes the feature that's singing on the record it sort of brings it together and he and that's where he says you know the line about we were all infants i just love yeah. i love that track it's it was it really it was really like a good start to the album of like, oh, this is what this is going to be about, or this is yeah. what it's like. I, I I automatically got the I automatically got the vibe of, of what it was. And I, I just really like that's I, I like that song. Well, I think the Cosby sample ties back into what the album is about once again. Like, it didn't offend me because it is about how that nostalgia we have for our past is like totally dead. Because Cosby this, was this guy who presented himself as innocent, you know, and he's somebody I listened to a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. But then you grow up and you realize, oh, it's all fake and everything's terrible. Right. Did you, Jamie? Do you remember watching the Bill Cosby? Yeah. Special? Um, yeah, I remember. I didn't know that was Bill Cosby either, but I'm surprised I've been dinged for some, saying something that you guys written, that have written down yet. Yeah, that that song is definitely a very good entryway into this album. It's not anything, it doesn't start too bombastic, and I definitely, I definitely like the singing as well. It's not one of my favorites, but I wouldn't say, but really none of these tracks are bad inherently right so. yeah um so yeah let's talk about chase the spirit um which is a really interesting song it's kind of like another piano based sample uh track but while there's like this sort of eerie um you know piano playing in the background there's like weird squawking electronic sort of bubble in and yeah. out while he is waxing lyrical about um uh, how people can't come to terms with how they can't control everything in their lives and how that leads them down like sort of a path of self-destruction ultimately. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. it definitely had more, that's where sort of the album changed a little bit. It had more of that electronica. It had like an electronica feel to it, like a down tempo feel to it that, that was different than the first several tracks. Um, maybe sort of re stand up again and notice it. And then I liked his flow on it, which was different um, than the than the first two tracks. Honestly, I don't have much to say about this one. Really, this one kind of faded in the background for really? me. Really? Wow! I, yeah. I I love the part where it just cuts out like entirely, and it's just him with nothing behind him, and all these strange effects getting coded on with his voice, and it it, it was like how we 
you know, sort of lose sight of what matters in this life. And we're kind of like spiritually dead, speaking out into like nothing. Um, and it kind of builds to this weird crescendo with all these building synth lines that reminded me of like a rocket launch while his, uh, an actor that's playing, his, <laughs> an actor that's rocket playing his launch? dad, uh, talks in the background and there's like a really, what is his dad like coaching him up right about something? yeah he's saying he's saying something about like uh i, I don't recall off the top of my head i'm, I'm sorry about that no, but yeah like there's like a really monumental like huge synth bass line right. that really uh, just is it's just very strange and it hits into like a different weird dark part of your consciousness you don't really think about speaking of darkness darkness is interlude how about that one? I love the synths on that song. I love that's the best beat on the album, in my opinion. It's so eerie and it just feels so low. When you're when you're thinking about album, like I'm physically like hunching over and like like that thing has this very stalking nature to it. And the the is that a sample or is yeah, it I was just gonna, a passage? I was gonna wonder the same thing. Was that um, a sample, a passage, the female vocals, right? Like yeah, I was like yeah. I'm not sure, but it did remind me of like the intro monologue from jizz's liquid swords oh okay i don't think it's like from a film or anything but the way that she was speaking and that was such I like feel a like it was someone's poetry reading sorry yeah <laughs> i'm not even why are you laughing i'm being serious i feel like it was somebody's poetry reading oh. but it was very it was all was, very haunting and and it was about nostalgia right that one's about yeah i'm pretty sure yeah was. and it's surprising that all of the albums that we've listened to have taken this have been critical in a way of nostalgia and this is still a a theme now i think people are getting tired of oh well all these old folks being nostalgic about the past <laughs> um which is surprising that we're not surprising but which suits kind of the theme of the album of this podcast as well i guess that's true yeah um, think about it like that yep. i love this song i wish it were longer yeah i wish it were not labeled as an interlude so i could play it in the car <laughs> with other people because if, if you see interlude you're like, yeah. but yeah well this, maybe darknesses is like long enough of a word that it just like cuts out hopefully on your screen. oh and you don't see that so, and you doesn't say and doesn't say interlude yeah. yeah but yeah this is a great song it also has a Chappelle show sample thank you which i was like yes yeah one of my favorite one of my favorite i mean I, you know of course, the Rick James thing, but that that actual line is like one of my is one of my personal favorites. So it's just it's just good to yeah. hear that in, in a different in a completely different world or place. Which is funny because it's an old like an older sample with something about in a track of that's against nostalgia, not against it, but criticizes nostalgia. Yeah, I heard they we I heard they legalized something in in, in LA. Oh, you want to talk is, about it? This is the pop track. Guys. The pop track. This one is is super fun. It's a bit too short, but but it means it's bite sized. The the outro is great as well. Mm -hmm. Um, with the uh, mock interview where the reporter doesn't really know much about the person is just Same trying, random to, come, <laughs> trying yeah. to come up with something to clickbait or whatever. Just he only knows the name. Like, yeah, the implication. So he's like, he's like, well, what is? Do yeah. you eat Korean food? It would be like. <laughs> He's like, he's like, no, I don't. He says, I don't eat uh, meat. I don't, I don't eat meat at right. all. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, totally perfunctory so, sort of interview. So it's like, because the person would be like picturing Koreatown Oddities eats like wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, that would be like Koreatown Oddities new album and where he and his best spot for Korean food. Also, I mean, the hook is just so fun. 
Yeah. And um, it's it's true. Um, they did legalize weed in LA. And Johnny Law will tell you. <laughs> um, that will tell you if you've been, you know, busted. Like, oh, you can go here or there to, to smoke. And still, you're not here, you know. You're probably um, not the best to blow your weed smoke into a child's face in a park. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's pretty typical jazz rap beat. I, 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 all of it really fits together pretty it's, well. It's, it's the least creative beat, but, I mean... It's, so, it's, it's an offensive, it's just so I guess. Fun. Yeah, I'm a, like, this track... I got that value of it. That was a little more on the pop tip or straightforward. You know, it's a, a subject. I, I was I was okay. I don't have a whole lot on this one. Um, it was it was all right to me. I mean, it just the, the, some of the interludes and stuff and the in the you know that interview and stuff that yeah. was fun. Throw it uh, on a party and probably play pretty well. Yeah, yeah. the right yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we- can we talk about attention challenge? Or do we want to talk about Kinko <laughs> We talk about attention. Let's challenge. talk about the bizarre oddity that is uh, attention challenge. Man, yeah. I might be. I might offend you guys on this one. Why? Why? I don't think this one fit the album at all. Thematically. Oh. oh. Um. Words hurt. You did offend I, me. I think. I think you could cut it, and the album would be more cohesive. And here's where I'm gonna. Mm. Here's where I'm gonna really offend you. In format, it's almost lonely, lonely islands esque. You know. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I mean, I love Lonely Island, but you're saying that is derogatory. I'm not saying it completely derogatorily, but it just reminded me of say a line, end it with the same thing, oh. and just keep going with like goofy things and have it keep escalating. I know what song that's you're talking about. Lonely. Actually, um. Like, it was. It was. There like, are a few like that. By the way, it was three songs one in one. In, 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 and I don't know. Maybe I took. I was going to mention like a boss. No, it's not like a boss. It's something from the Whack album. It's this one where they all they're introducing all the members of the band. Meet the crew. That's like a joke track on there where they where they introduce all these weird different. Well, characters. on the Lonely Island. Um, on the Lonely Island, all of them are, are joke tracks. Um, yeah, yeah. But this is even. This is even. <laughs> yeah. You it's know what? Forget I said anything. <laughs> are they all joke tracks? The joke is that there's like 50 member members of the band. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. And they're all weird. I, I disagree. Very hard. I think. I like the I, feature. I think. I think the performances are good. I just don't think it suits the album. Oh man. Oh no. You're so wrong. This is like the best one of the. I like. I like. I like the track. I, it had me. I was just laughing out loud. The first part. The first part, but there's three parts to it, right? There's, there's, there's what you would do. What would you do to get attention, right? Which just, you know, and makes you like it, it. You know, would you, you know, get plastic surgery for attention? Would you do this for attention? So, was, and then it's like at the end they sort of conclude like, yeah, but it's great to do anything for attention. Like it's yeah, good to do yeah. something for attention. And I like the. I think the song's good. I don't. You don't have to backtrack. It's okay. We can no, no. agree on everything. No, no. Yeah. If you hate it, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. If I don't you despise it to your core. It's okay. as I said. I don't think there's a bad track on the album. I just don't think. I just don't know what this has to do with the rest of the album because I agree with that mm. theme. I don't love the format of the song, and I don't think it suits the album as all. Well, you don't think it fits into like him contemplating like where he is right now and like what if like what he's doing is right because he's, yeah, he's even so. considering like am i just doing this all for attention you know like am i doing some of these things for attention and and what's really interesting about this track is like it's mostly over like 
nothing like empty space once again um, with all these weird like cat noises. Yes, I couldn't get it out. I was like, where the heck did... I'm not saying hell because this is... Uh, <laughs> uh, where are those cat noises? I'm like, where do these cat noises yeah. come from? Yeah, it's just like, it's so hollow, all these different things that they're doing for attention. And I feel yeah. like they kind of could have come off like on the news if it wasn't... So if the beat wasn't so whacked out in that way. And... I there's like a Frankenstein sample later on and it's kind of like reflecting on how like scary like some of these people, some of these things that people do are like she says in one line, uh, the, the featured artist on this, I forget her name. I'm so sorry, but she's great. Uh, I think it's Shifty or something or Swift. It, it was something with an S, yeah, uh, where she says like destroy life for attention yeah. and then dance for attention. And it's like white people yeah, dance some... good for attention. Yeah. yeah. It's with like the some nay, people... nay vocal drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they say yeah. Some people would destroy a life for attention and then just dance like it's like it's no big deal. Like they consider these things pretty much equal. Like... Yeah, and I don't know if it's it, it's the social if it's like some it's pop culture commentary also like run for president for attention. Talking about the current president. But then I also feel like yeah. it's I don't know, and I maybe maybe I'm off on this, but like is there like a diss to Kanye and the Kardashians in this? Like, you know, a, a little sort bit. of reality show for attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just, and also, it's the lyric, it actually, the whole whatever for attention sounds like, that sounds like actually something Kanye would say. Yeah. You know, start a fight club for attention. <laughs> Brad reputation. Bad Brad reputation. Yeah. yeah. Fight. It sounds like something Kanye would say. But not jokingly, <laughs> you would say seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but hey, Black Google. <laughs> Which I, gentrification? Yes, I yes. do love that. Which gentrification? I cannot help you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just all um, the strange and comfortable questions Black about, people are afraid to ask. Yeah. Like uh, just about whether and, living and with the, your mom or is he living with you? Is you, are you living with your mom? Is your mom living with you? That's great. And the introduction where they say from the creators of, of yeah virtual the, of virtual backwoods yes virtual backwoods. <laughs> yeah, it reminded cool. me of like we watched the movie bamboozled it reminded me of the commercials um that they had before the sh before um um this their show oh yeah you know? like the tommy hill blank yeah 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 um where it's just showing that this is all just the white man trying to make a profit from a like take a profit from mm. the, the uh, other demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the black Google thing. It was. It was. It was just. It was not. It was just funny and just just goofy. Especially with how dispassionate the robot voice is. Yeah, like, yeah. They just don't yeah. don't yeah. care. They at all. really don't. Yeah, they will exploit anything like just for money, <laughs> which is not surprising. But it didn't. It reminded me of Chappelle's show, and when Paul Mooney played you know who Stradamus, right? It's a it's just sort of funny, but just also how a little bit of like how we all or someone asking Miss Cleo, which is like a, she was a psychic, but it's like someone trying to always, you know, you don't know these things in your life. So you, you find yourself asking a higher power that, that that's really just that you think is omnipotent, but it's just a stupid blanking Internet. <laughs> yeah yeah anyway. we all search for these answers because like nobody is willing to provide like a clear one yeah so we just look it up on google yeah yeah, hope yeah to god yeah. something comes yeah, up yeah 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 like even for your everyday everyday problems <laughs> yes <laughs> for all your everyday problems i can see how it didn't fit for you specifically but i feel like it was like a reflection of how like he's unsure of himself and the president in a lot of ways 
I yeah, and 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 hearing you guys talk about, it, I'm starting to get a bit more, but I just think it makes the album a bit less cohesive for me. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. It's also really long. This album, I don't know this, if we talked. Yeah, about that. yeah, it's a little too long. It's a little too long for me. I think my attendant, my attention wanes at about forty six minutes. Right. Yeah. I just sort of. I'm like, mm, be under fifty. Be yeah, under fifty. I remember getting to like, like whatever the the twelfth song or whatever, and like being like, oh, there's four more left. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but like, it's really only because for me personally, like I said, the first half didn't work that well. Yeah. What about Bingo Below? Bingo Below. So this is his. The lyrics on this are great. It's. It's definitely going way back or back. In, it's his back in the day yeah. song. He mentions Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shout out to my wife, Kathy, who thought she could show this song to, <laughs> to, children. to children. but German children. Uh, German children. But anyway, that's that's a little bit of an inside joke. It, it just like when just <laughs> like when the game, I just love um, it. They break in the middle of the game at the end. Ah, like, oh, the game's messed up. Uh, blow on it. Did you put alcohol on it? Yeah, and I cleaned it before you came over. It was just so, it was so slice of life and true. Yeah. I just, you know, I just laugh. Then he talks about, eating barbecue chicken wings and, you know, going to play Street Fighter and just all just all this sort of walk through 90s nostalgia that uh, you were like, if you knew if you were around for the time or you he put he really put you in the place of being a kid or like an early teen at that time. The things mm-hmm. that he liked, um, whether it be watermelon Gatorade or, you know, Cool Ranch Doritos, which, which are popular or getting a, you know, getting a fade haircut. I mean, it's it's all sort of there, and I wasn't so big on this one. Really? really? Yeah. And the only thing I that really stands out about it to me is like the hum vocal samples in the background. Oh, wow. yeah. The rest of it, I, I, I just like it's kind of like, eh. it's not like though. It's not. There's nothing like wrong with it. There's so many tracks on the album that speak on nostalgia much better, more concisely, without evoking like the specific imagery of all these different video games. I feel like. He was able to just do nostalgia more powerfully on other songs. This is actually my favorite song on the album. Really interesting. I, I love the instrumental. I def that break where he says the line and he goes into like <laughs> yeah the life um the like what's like the scene bit of it yeah and yeah, then it just yeah. goes right back out because it's the same stop start moment to moment feeling that like you get in life as you're like. And it definitely feels like walking around the city with like yeah. nothing to do. Also has the funniest moment in the line where his mom gives him advice after after he gets hit in the rock in the face of the rock to go do something about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and then, do something about it. And then uh, he grabs his uh, and the skateboard line is so it's so punchy and just like literally punchy because he yeah. hit someone with a skateboard. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's that's and and it shows how you have to carry yourself. In these areas, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I think this song is great. It's the one that, it's, it's not. It's actually isn't my favorite um, song in the album, but I more so than it's the my favorite song in the album that you that works well outside of the context of the album. I understand. It just didn't. I just I, like thinking about it now. I can't even remember like what it sounded like. I just I'm just looking at my notes, and I'm like, yeah, I like the hum vocals, and that's all I apparently thought was worthy enough to write about. Uh, I get that. Anyway, a quick, quick track I want to speak on is Kimchi. Really good beat that references uh, Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun by Beastie Boys with these woozy 808, uh, woozy 808s, um, uh, like clinking in the background with like 
the this really strange whistle sample that sounds like it's been filtered through like an old amp also these plinky video game samples in the background yeah, that trade yes. off with it yeah that's that's mostly what i have to say about that. that that one had one of my favorite beats on the album yeah i agree the whistles are great yeah but my favorite track um actually you know what i'm not sure if i like this more or world smile world smallest violin more but bitch once told me that song is Ooh, fuego uh what did you guys think before i get into this a little bit deeper because i i have a lot to say about it uh i don't have a ton to say i, I wasn't uh, on this one i didn't love i didn't love that track i was like is this a misogynist track like i i i, I don't know I, I don't know i just don't i doesn't have a strong i don't have much on this one you, you can go for it Go for it, young man. Okay. I, I Well, first on the misogynist thing, I was talking about this with mom, actually, so yesterday. What? <laughs> Today. Okay. Talking about with mom. Well, you boys. <laughs> and I was, we were talking about the use of the word bitch, and it probably should, we should at least talk about this a bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't usually like it either. Um, especially in like 90s hip hop, I feel like it's typically used demeaning and a demeaning yes. fashion toward women. Like, it's really hard for me to go back to listen to NWA which I used to be in love with when I was like 13, 14, for m- many reasons, but that one in particular has always stood out to me, and hip-hop has always had a giant misogyny problem that, you know, it's it's getting better every day, but let's not lie to ourselves, it's still pretty bad, and, and a lot of, right, like, rappers' dictionaries. With that said, I don't know if he's really using it in I think he's more so just talking about the person that said that life ain't that deep yeah i'm not sure if he's trying to be like oh she was a bitch i don't think that's what his intention is i think he's just using it you know as a casual term um that with that being said if you do find it offensive like i totally understand i don't like, i don't i find it funny. i think i think not, not you specifically i'm just saying <laughs> I'm like in general. Offensive. I, no I think he up. is calling her that but i mean if she's saying life ain't deep I mean, then she. Yeah. Then I mean, he's, he's kind of right to sh- say that she's not that she's a shallow person, which I think is all that he's trying to say. Yeah, it's this this whole song is like fighting a back against that notion that we shouldn't think too hard about the things in life that we should just let things roll over us and go with the flow. And you know, while it's important to have that sort of attitude, um, which I'll get into when I talk about the second part of the song, it's. We do need to think about things in life because that's what gives them meaning to us, and it keeps us critical of the world around us. And he's, and he's like saying, like, oh, it's it would, it would be stupid if we just didn't think about things in life. If we just let you know people roll over us and um, just lay down in front of them and, and let let whatever happen happen. Um, and if and, you just let moments be moments, instead of looking how that reflects on you and yeah. the people around you, then you're not going to be able to make any change or progress in life either. Yeah, and the repetitive bass sample is really, really solid. It, it dominates the mix. It's it's it just helps it roll over and over, and it kind of it kind of like gets into the sort of weed heavy vibe of the album where he's that, that was my that that's, I, that's uh, oh, that really? was my that was my uh, that was my uh, Tommy was gonna say this yeah well he yeah, vibe or weed vibe. heavy vibe. Weed. I said weed induced journey, like, so I, I'm, I'm giving. That's that close enough. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. You get I'll love it. I'll love that. I'll love that counselor. Um, yeah. He's he's sort of just chilling out and talking with his his friends about it, and and just sort of like 
dismissing the view that you shouldn't just think about things and that while they're trying to tell him like oh you think too much about everything and, he, and it's like no he's just keeping a good perspective about the world and the second section really contrasts this by being really treble heavy with all these different cold samples of sci-fi sounds over like this repetitive jangly beat in contrast to like the really warm first section and this is like him like going too far and like thinking about everything in his life and this is like the weed induced paranoia right. <laughs> uh, part of like um his, his smoking where he's like just thinking about everything all at the same time like birds and like uh everything around him and he's using all these like longer words where he's just he's just thinking way too much he needs to get out of his headspace this is, this is just what happens when you think about everything a little too much in life. Uh, that's what he's saying with that. And the last section is like a calm piano beat once again where he's like sort of trying to come down and relax from having all his thoughts go crazy. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. World's smallest violin then. World's smallest violin. What can we said about this song? Great one. I love the beat. Beat is amazing. I think... Um, having a beat that's so off a bit and then talking about having to live without hesitation. I just imagine how, what if you were to perform that song live, then he cannot have a single bit of hesitation. He has to pounce on that song. Yeah. And uh, I, I think the beat suits the message of the song very well. Gotta, gotta love that. The only problem is I don't like the after to the song. What is it again? What was the outro? I don't know how much out this this seems to be if you ain't patient with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I don't oh, know. Really? This, this song must have... Oh, I actually kind of like that. I feel like that's sort of... That part is about, like, coming to terms with how you feel in a given moment. Like, not trying to distance yourself from emotions. I mean, I know what it is. It's just, it's like, having it at the, at the end of the song and just out of nowhere and with a completely different vibe and, like, it just felt, you know, the word that you guys should have written down for me a bit felt a bit corny. That's all it was. But I love most of the song. Yeah, I like how the the beat sort of like speeds up and slows down every time it repeats over these like beautiful sort of string samples, which replicates the feeling of like feeling like you're in tune with all of life and appreciating it for all the different beauties you can see, but then also still feeling like incredibly nervous, which is. Some, a feeling I can relate to a lot every day, every single moment. Uh, that song is great. And also, is that a David Bowie sample? No, I think it's just someone that sounds like David Bowie. It's not David Bowie. Mm. Right? This song almost, I, I, frankly, this wasn't, you know, you miss your, you miss tracks on the album and, until you guys said it again. Even though I've listened to this album four times, I don't think that's a David Bowie sample. I, this song just didn't resonate with me. It's not good or bad. It just didn't, just one of those songs that didn't didn't resonate with me as much. And so it sort of passed over. Then you guys say these things, but I'm like, oh yeah, that. I don't think it's Bowie though. It kind of sounds like him. It's shrill. It's sort of, you know. Yeah, I just don't, just yeah. maybe just off just a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the only other track I think we wanted to talk about was Lap of Luxury. Oh, what about? Oh, wait, what, what, what were we going to say? What about, can't talk about it. Oh, we all want something. Oh, like, yeah. I'll yeah. just mention that quickly. Um, we we sometimes talk a little bit about the albums beforehand. Dad said that there was a song on this album that he felt like, am I on the same album? I think this is the one you were talking about. Yes, it was, it was. I think, and I get that, and you're right, but I think it totally suits it. And I think this is a great shift in style, but I don't think it's a shift in tone like I thought the Tension Challenge was. And okay. I think it's just it's just a good, lovely song. 
Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like circular with like the drum beats and the splashy cymbals. And Anna Wise is like a great singer. It's a pretty nice, gentle song. Who's who's Anna Wise anyway? She's like an R&B vocalist. She's I mean, sure. I know she's her most track. like famous feature is like "If These Walls Could Talk" by Kendrick Lamar. If these walls could talk, you know that song? Uh no, kids, I don't. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> what a shame! Oh, shame, shame. What, let's talk about lack of luxury. I like I said, I liked it and. It, the message wasn't too heavy, but it was like, you don't need to have a million. I mean, it was, you don't need to have a million dollars to be happy. Love yourself every day. It wasn't too, it wasn't too, it wasn't too corny to me. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't. I mean, I think Jimmy may, I didn't think of it until Jimmy had said that. I, I don't think I had really, I would really actually thought about that at all. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, you know, in, in the samples that um, he used to talk about like, Happiness. It's another happy day. You know. It, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I really like the samples. The samples yeah. at the end. Yeah, I like the lyrics. It was. I, I guess I didn't think it too much of a positive, heavy thing. I just took it. I just took, sort of took of it for what it was. Just mm-hmm. hug yourself, hold yourself every day. Don't let the world around you, you know, tell you who you are. Be you. Jimmy, why did you hate this song? <laughs> I hate it. I like. I like the beat a lot. I think it's a great beat. I think what happened was. Is the first time I listened to this album, it was on shuffle, and oh. I got like three inspirational songs like back to back to back, and this is like the third one or something, and I was just like, this is getting a bit much for me on the inspirational end, so and so that's made me notice it as I was mm. listening to it a bit more, after even when I started, mm-hmm. when, even after I realized I wasn't listening to to it sequ- sequentially, um, because I didn't finish it, yeah, you know. Listening to albums on shuffle is sacrilege. Um, it's the only I, way to do it. What are you talking about? Oh man! I can, just he, love... can he leave? <laughs> I, no, I, I agree with you. It, it's um, it is troubling. You, this is almost as bad for you guys, and I I'm fine with this. Another thing that you guys really hate is greatest hits albums. I, know oh, that, I, cringe. I like <laughs> you guys can go to Hades. I, I, I like some greatest hits albums. I don't care. Some of them are okay. my my favorite greatest hits album. One one quick aside, and Tom, when your friend when your your friend one time said, you were like, hey, which Beatles album do you like? He's like, oh yeah, the blue one, or the red one. Oh yeah, you know, that's right. about, you know talking about like, those two greatest hits. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny. He, he who was said young. that? I don't remember. I who remember who it was. Anyway, all right, back to the album. Yeah, it was a bit of just you know. No, I understand. I feel like maybe it would have been worse if it didn't have like sort of a gentle. Uh, Japanese vocalist Kentaro's contribution, <laughs> which is like, oh, and there's something just really soothing about yeah, that that yeah. I really liked, and it, it just stopped itself from becoming like uh, humble brag ish. No, and I get that. Just was a bit more of the same type of thing that he had throughout the album. Hmm. Um, in moments throughout the album. I didn't think that, but that, that's fine. Again, mm-hmm. this might have been the show. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's fine. Did you want to talk about the outro or? No, no. It, I feel like it kind of deflated the tension a bit. Like I was laughing. I like it. I like the, the it, outro. Emotionally the speaking, it it's it's more of a goofy track. Like yeah. get out of here! Don't throw popcorn on the stage. It was. I was laughing, and I love the sample. It's a, the sample they use and the beat. Um, were it, it was in my wheelhouse of stuff that I like, but mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about it because it's, it's just him using yeah, a goofy, goofy. <laughs> his, using this goofy voice. But I like I like yeah. the song. Are we gonna? Are we ready for ratings? Yes. Um, I'm gonna continue my decimal love. 
um, and give this a 7.7. Out of 7? Eiffel Towers out of 10. Okay. Dad? I'm going to give it 7.5 gauze pads out of 10. Oh. You know why gauze pads? No. Because that's probably what you'd use to put up your nose to stop a bloody nose. Okay, I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna ignore that, and I'm gonna give this uh, seven giant Homer Simpsons out of ten. Okay, so we averaged out to a seven point three. Yeah, good album. Listen to it. Yeah, yes, get out there, listen to it. It's fun, and like I said, make you scattershot. It's scattershot. Yeah, it's a little all over there. It's like it may it may require some patience, especially if you're older. You may be like, "What the hell is going on?" But there's some sweet spots if you like. If you're down for some traditional hip hopping. Oh, and um, what didn't we say that you think that you thought we would say? I only put one for each. I thought Jimmy would say it's not cohesive. I just thought he would say that. I said he said that many times. No, you said it was cohesive. I said I, I didn't say it was cohesive mm-hmm. except for couple songs I didn't okay. okay well that's fine hi tommy here straight from the editor's room upon further reviewing of the tapes jimmy did not say this album was not cohesive but he was right uh when he remembered that he said it was somewhat incohesive at times my verdict is dad gets the point because he's old and uh he hasn't gotten any points yet which is really sad uh strange he didn't point that out guess that's just another piece of evidence that it's time to ship him out to the retirement home see you there dad we i'll decide in the editing room (laughs) (laughs) i i struck out for you tommy i wrote diggable planets because i thought you just go because i think he has that more laid back style sometimes and then i only know this artist from features and but i'm gonna listen to him soon i thought you'd mention deltron because he's a bit more off kilter Yeah, for sure. And, I can um, see that. And like on a bitch one song like ain't that deep, he kind of has that kind of that flow sound and the that and very the, articulated. Yeah, yeah. I thought you would say "Open Mike Eagle," or I was thinking of saying "Open Mike Eagle." Ah, uh, I was like, ah, I got him with this one. I got him with this one. But you didn't. It's fine. And I thought you would also say maybe cannibal ox or lp because some of the electronics on this album are similar to beats he came up with it's but those are a bit darker as all yeah yeah and a bit more purely electronic yeah and then i thought you might say trippy but then you just didn't no yeah that's pretty much it thank you guys once again for tuning in we love you uh we care about you uh yeah see and uh happy holidays we say merry christmas too we don't care right uh happy ramadan uh, yeah merry hanukkah all those all things of them, really happy all holidays are happy holidays all right guys peace peace, peace.